It is Dallas Cowboys COO Stephen Jones. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I, I, I'm curious what your take, what the organization's take is. Do you view, after last night's game and the results of the other teams in the division this weekend, do you view the playoff chase as over or not? Yeah, we, we right now where we are is it's, it's just week to week. We've got to go out and, and go to work every day. Obviously, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, especially the, the running game, uh, you know, it's just uh, – you know we're not executing right now. We're not we're not good uh, at stopping the run. Uh, obviously, it speaks for itself. Uh, we played a team who's really uh, you know who is really efficient running the football, and certainly our inefficiency showed up. And uh, you know we're, right now all we got to focus on is uh, you know we got to go to work every day and and, and try to get better. Uh, you know there's there's certainly some positive things uh, you know that we did offensively, and uh, certainly Pollard had a nice. Uh, a kick return that gave us some energy, but uh, you know we're just not getting it done on the defensive side of the ball right now. Are you surprised that the defense, specifically the run defense, hasn't become any more efficient or effective as the season has gone on? Well, certainly, I know it's frustrating to everybody, whether it's our coaching staff, whether it's the players. Uh, you know, that's just a you know the the number one thing on defense. Uh, ever since I've been in this league, any coach you talk to is to stop the run and. Uh, when you don't do that, uh, you know, you, you end up in the type of situation we are right now, which is, uh, you know, we're not winning many football games and, uh, you know, we're just not getting the run stopped. And it's certainly, uh, you know, difficult for a football team when you can't stop the run. Steven, when you and Mike talk, McCarthy, and I know you, you guys talk a lot because that's what the part of the job is, do you, do you feel like the two of you feel like the talent is there or do you feel like something's still missing on the field? You know, I think that's what we're trying to get our hands around. Obviously, this is, uh, you know, Mike's first year. He's trying to get his hands around it. You know, I know we feel like, uh, you know, the guys can ultimately execute what we need them to execute. I think we've got good football players. Uh, it's just uh, right now, uh, you know, we're just not executing. I mean, that's a – you know, a similar group of guys uh, out on that field who last year were, you know, certainly weren't that weren't inefficient against the run. So, you know, I'm convinced we can get the job done. It's just, uh, you know, for whatever the reason right now, it's not getting done. I, I was asked this on uh, radio in Canada yesterday, as a matter oh. of fact, Stephen. Yeah, I was been in Canada. Have have you gotten a fair assessment of your players, your team? and your coaching staff this year? Do you feel like you've gotten a fair assessment of those? You know, I, I think when it's all said and done, we'll be able to take, uh, you know, the full body of work and, and get an assessment. I think it's a work in progress. I think, uh, obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at uh, all the moving parts that we have this year. Uh, you know, one of the things you look to on the defensive side of the ball is we haven't had the injuries like we have on the offensive side of the ball. So that's even – you know, more problematic when you take a look at uh, our inabilities to, to have some success against the run. Uh, that's certainly frustrating. So, you know, it, it, we've got to look at the full body of work when this is all said and done. And as I said to start the show, we've just got to go to work each and every week. And uh, we've got to uh, hopefully turn the corner. We thought we were doing that uh, at one point this year. But, I mean, at one point after the, you know, we played Philly and Pittsburgh and it looked like we were getting a little better. And then Obviously, the last two weeks, we've taken a step backwards. 
Steven, uh, you mentioned uh, the offensive side and the injuries, and I thought the offensive line for the guys that have to be out there, I thought they worked really hard and honestly had a really good game. I did too. I thought we were, uh, like I said, there there's certainly some things to point to on the offensive side of the ball where we're executing and, and doing a good job. Uh, I thought we ran the ball well uh, when we needed to run it. I thought we uh, protected uh, Andy for the most part really well, and I thought our receivers made some plays. And you know, uh, the, the tough part of last night is you know we really like our kicker, and you know he missed uh, you know some some field goals that obviously set us back and would have kept us you know kept us in that game a little better down the home stretch had we had we made those field goals. But uh, you know that's why. <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, you want to get the ball in the end zone, in the red zone, and uh, we didn't get that done. And that's where we've got to get more efficient uh, as we move forward. But I thought uh, overall the offense, uh, you know, the offense is doing some things, uh, you know, that I think execution-wise, you know, that you can win with. Well, and Stephen, I know a lot of people were frustrated. I saw this on social media last night with the kicking situation in Kai Forbath's name kept popping up and they they were like why was that guy not our kicker instead of this guy and I'm kind of curious as to like the decision there because I know Greg during the mini training camp he was like unstoppable so I'm kind of curious as to what you've seen happen there well Greg's a talented guy and uh certainly you just uh uh you know we have a lot of confidence in him I think he you know certainly has all the uh talent to be one of the better kickers in this league he's got a powerful leg uh you know those were you know, certainly not chip shots. Two of the three were certainly not chip shots that he missed. And certainly you look at the kicker on the other side of the ball and, uh, you know, he misses one that uh, he's probably going to, I think he'd made 70 in a row from that distance. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we just got to, you know, that kicking situation is a cold night and we just didn't get the job done. Talk with Stephen Jones right here on 105 Through the Fan. I- I'm curious, not just for you, I'm sure all teams have to do this balancing act whether it's Greg Zerline, whether it's players on the defense, whether it's whoever, how do you make that determination or how do you balance out? I've seen you do it in the past, but I don't know if you can do it anymore in the future. Maybe it's because a player's gotten older, maybe their skills have diminished or whatever the case may be. How do you determine that you did it in the past, but I don't know if you can do it anymore? Yeah, I mean, that's a, like you said, that's the, the balancing act. You certainly look at the full body of work. You look at, uh, you know, where they are in their career. Are they on the, you know, the front side of it? Are they in their prime? Are they on the back side of their career? And those are all things that you measure. And certainly, uh, that's what we'll be doing in the off season is looking, uh, you know, looking at the full body of work for this year, and then looking at the full body of work for what we feel like that player's done. And then, you know, that's that's when you make your decisions. But uh, you know, right now we've got four games left to play. We've got to go to work and uh, make the, you know, really get after it in terms of, uh, uh, you know, make an improvement. And uh, and right now uh, we're making some improvement in some areas, but certainly defense, uh, we've got to take some big steps uh, to see where, where we're going to go on the defensive side of the football. Steven, I know you're at the game, so you're not watching the game like we are on television and listening to Hall of Famer Troy Aikman, but – how much do you hear after a game is over or the next day what one of the greatest Cowboys of all time says about the effort and energy of your team? Well, I don't uh, – you know, those guys are paid to uh, be – you know, to critique, uh, you know, what they're seeing, seeing, and I certainly respect that. But, uh, 
you know, we're we're worried about what we do internally, and uh, and what we're going to do in the future, and we'll be uh, certainly uh, looking at uh, you know how hard our players are playing. I do see effort, uh, you know, on both sides of the ball uh, and on special teams. I do think our players are playing hard. Uh, I just think right now when you're not executing, some frustration can build up, and uh, certainly our, our confidence is not where it needs to be, and you don't have your confidence and you're not executing, then you can have some frustration. We understand that, and we've got to uh, certainly uh, continue to work to be better at that. Kind of along those lines, does it frustrate you at all when questions are directed towards next year when you've pointed out you all still have the Bengals coming up, you still like feel like the season is still viable? Does it frustrate you when the questions start to steer away from this season? doesn't frustrate me. I mean, I, I certainly understand why there are those questions. Uh, but at, at the same time, we've got to, we've got to stay the course. I mean, that's what uh, uh, certainly the job is of uh, people who do our games, the job of the uh, people on the pre- and post-game shows that, uh, you know, that show our football games. It's their job to have opinions and to critique. And we understand that's what they do. And uh, it's our job to uh, uh, continue to work to, uh, be better as an organization, to be better as a football team, and uh, you know, put ourselves in a position to build going forward. Yeah, John Daniels, who uh, is the president of baseball for the Texas Rangers, he said that he has a one-year plan, a three-year plan, and a five-year plan. I was wondering when it comes to NFL football, because it's different. You guys don't have a minor league farm system. You guys have to pick out of college football. You don't uh, kind of own 150 minor league players in your organization. Do you guys have like a one-year, three-year, five-year plan, or how does that work? Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you're certainly looking uh, to give yourself every opportunity, and we certainly feel like we've got a young football team year in and year out that we have an opportunity to have success. and. Uh, certainly when you're signing guys long-term uh, to five-year deals, then you're certainly looking at, hey, who's going to be around these guys, uh, you know, for the next five years? Uh, you know, certainly as we're negotiating tax contract, that comes into play. Uh, you know, you sign an Amari Cooper. You sign, uh, you know, you've got offensive linemen. We just signed Lyle a couple of years ago. All those things play into the, you know, to the one-year, the three-year, and the five-year. And certainly, as you've seen, we'll do two- and three-year deals as well, uh, you know, but one thing about the NFL, which everybody sees, you'd be in the Super Bowl one year and out of the playoffs uh, the next year, and you can come from being out of the playoffs to in the Super Bowl. So, you know, with the salary cap, it's certainly different, as you say, uh, you know, than the uh, than Major League Baseball, who has a farm system, that type of thing. You could certainly make a quick turnaround, uh, you know, in the NFL, and it's certainly shown to be the case year in and year out. Along the Dak Prescott lines, obviously we'll always take any updates there, but more specifically, my question was going to be, do you, does does the organization look at any of those long-term contracts that quarterbacks have gotten over the last one, two, and three years and seeing how they impact those franchises? Does that impact your line of thinking? Do you look at the Eagles and see what a tough spot they're in now? And does that impact your line of thinking or negotiations with Dak? Well, it certainly is. I mean, that's why we, you know, when we're uh, trying to negotiate this contract, it's certainly not easy. And, uh, you know, we're looking at it. We've wanted, you know, we've been out front. and I think everybody's aware uh, of the issues here 
uh, with probably why this deal hadn't been done is more length of term than it has been the actual amount of the contract. And so uh, uh, certainly shows you our confidence in Zach because uh, we want him here for the long term. And uh, certainly uh, when you make a, a bad decision on a big contract, it, it can affect you. I, you know, I can't speak for the Eagles. I don't know where they are with uh, Carson Wentz and what their long-term uh, thoughts are on Carson. Certainly, uh, uh, you know, when it's, something's not working out, uh, then uh, and, you, and you have big numbers on a, on a contract that you're committed to, it can certainly uh, affect your football team for a couple of years. But, uh, you know, that's the business we're in. Uh, that's why you want to be right when you, uh, you know, when you sign a player. That's why our philosophy has been historically uh, is that we, you know, our preference is to draft, you know, hopefully draft well, bring good young players in, and then uh, you know what you have when you sign them. And you, in our opinion, less likely to uh, uh, make big mistakes if if you sign your own guys. So, uh, but that that's not a sure thing either with the injuries uh, this day and time. Uh, you know, there's a lot of moving parts to uh, to getting it right with this salary cap. Does it make you then more nervous to to sign a quarterback to a big contract or to move on from a proven commodity to a uh, an unproven draft pick at quarterback? Oh, absolutely. I mean, but as I said, our our issues, uh, you know, in our negotiations with Dak have been that we're we're wanting to be more committed. Uh, okay. you know, in terms of the term. And uh, so we're not nervous to sign Dak. I think he's uh, made up his makeup is all the right things. He's a, uh, an amazing man off the field. He's a, a great leader in our locker room. He's a great player. And that's why uh, we've wanted to sign him long-term. And certainly when you sign a, uh, as, as, you know, as everybody's starting to figure out, when you sign a, a player long-term, you, you've got more flexibility and, uh, how you work the salary cap with a player who's going to, you know, obviously eat up a, a, a big percentage of your cap when you're talking about a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Is there is there any part of you that's disappointed that he does not want that same extra year or two commitment? No, I, I, I mean, I'm not disappointed. I understand uh, where he's coming from. I have respect for it. I mean, his, he's betting on himself, and, you know, he's done a great job of that, and he certainly believes it in himself, and, you know, he might be willing to take less on the guarantee, uh, you know, that comes with a longer-term contract because uh, he just feels like, and historically it's been the case, that, uh, you know, the NFL's grown, the business has grown, and the cap has grown. And if that if that's the case, then, uh, uh, you know, he's certainly a businessman, and, and we respect that. So, you know, at some point we've just got to find the right, uh, you know, the right middle ground there that we both can be happy with. Uh, Stephen, before we let you go, uh, last night, right before the game, you found out that Dez would not be on the field, and I wanted to kind of get the temperature on that because he was really disappointed. Uh, were you disappointed to not be able to see him, or were you kind of happy? No, I mean, uh, you know, you don't wish that on anybody. I mm-hmm. mean, Dez obviously uh, has worked so hard to get back in this league, and he's one of the great Dallas Cowboys to ever, you know, to ever wear the star, and we want nothing but the best for him. So we were equally as disappointed that, uh, you know, that he had that letdown. And I'm sure he was so excited to get to uh, be in uniform against us. And uh, as we know, people, when they when they play their ex-teams, they, uh, they got a little more gas in their tank. And I'm sure it was a big disappointment for him 
uh, not to be able to play last night. And certainly hate that for him. I think it goes without saying what Jerry, myself, uh, the entire Cowboy organization think about Des Bryant. And, and are there any extra precautions that have to be taken with the team today? Because we heard, you know, Des was hugging Zeke and other players and there was contact. Uh, is there anything extra you guys have to do testing-wise or anything protocol-wise today? Well, we did last night. We certainly uh, checked everything. Uh, you know, we certainly have the contract uh, contact tracing. Uh, all that was done uh, and done well by our doctors, by our trainers to make sure uh, no one had spent, uh, you know, more than the allotted amount of time with Dez. The great news is uh, everybody was, uh, you know, in, in pro, you know, respectful of the protocol. Everybody had masks on. Uh, the conversations were short, and of course, it was outside. So, uh, you know, when we did all of our our uh, all of our investigating of uh, of the contact that any of our organization had with Dez, we were, uh, you know, certainly felt good that uh, we didn't have a problem appreciate it very much and thanks for jumping on with us at the start of the show immediately after the game thank you guys have a good week